motherfuckers. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> my name is Chris. And my name is Tessa. And this is Pro Wrestling Repackaged, where the squared circle meets the small screen. In this episode, we'll be discussing Heels Season 1, Episode 7, The Big Bad Fish Man. A classic wrestling term, like yeah. all the other That's <laughs> Yeah, that's titles. definitely, that was definitely in <laughs> Pro Wrestling's Secrets Exposed or whatever that <laughs> special was that was narrated by Salem. That's, yeah, one of the all-time classic wrestling <laughs> terms. Everybody knows the inside, big bad fish man. Inside wrestling <laughs> vernacular. I mean, I think after this episode, Charlie Gully is probably uh, one of the all-time great wrestling promoters, and he's not even a real promoter, so. <laughs> Can you imagine if he was, though? Oh, I, I wish he was. I mean, let's just dive right in because, I mean, full disclosure, this might be a little bit shorter of an episode. We're recording this later. We're putting this out later. So we're a little bit behind schedule and we just want to dive into it. And also, I have some strong feelings, but also not strong feelings about this episode. And I don't know if you feel entirely the same way, but let's just jump into it right now. This is Heels Season 1, Episode 7, The Big Bad Fish Man, directed by Peter Siegel and written by Rodney Barnes. So in this episode, we know that the South Georgia State Fair is on the horizon. Jack has to keep the DWL intact. He's trying to finalize the finish for the show. They're holding tryouts at the Duffy Dome to replace their, you know, fallen soldiers. And Charlie Gully is creating brand new marketing slash poaching tactics. So things are getting really busy. And Stacy then also starts to have some suspicions about Jack and his role in Ace's heel turn, which isn't making anything better. So just some high-level thoughts to start off for me, okay? <laughs> okay. This is not a surprise to anyone who's listened. I love Charlie Gully. I love this character. I love Mike O'Malley. I think he is incredible. Never in my wildest dreams did I imagine the man who hosted Nickelodeon Guts would be playing a character, anything even remotely like this. I think this character threw me for a few twists and turns in this episode. And, you know, I wasn't quite <laughs> sure what to make of some of it, but I love Charlie Gully. That being said, Rooster deserves better than to be a transitional champion, especially when it's <laughs> he's a transitional champion for fucking Ace Spade. And that leads me to my next high-level point is that I just hate the Spade family. I hate all of them. And I'm not interested in them. And I actually think that there is a show in here that I am much more interested in that doesn't involve the Spade family. And unfortunately, I just happen to be watching the one that does and is, is centered <laughs> entirely around the Spade family. I think if you take them out of the equation, this is like my favorite show currently on television. And I say television because Netflix is streaming and Cobra Kai exists. So it would never be my favorite show, but it could be a really fun show if this was centered around, say, FWD and Charlie Gully and all that would go on in the world of Charlie Gully. I like the cult of Gully that is happening <laughs> at that mansion there. There is some wild stuff happening there and I would like to explore it more. Unfortunately, it just has to be in the world of the spades, which honestly, at this point, I have come to the conclusion that I am just not interested in. Yeah, no, I, I, for the most part, agree. I wish this show was more about Rooster, Apocalypse, Diego, Bobby, Crystal, Wild Bill, and Golly. I think they have the more interesting things going on. Whereas with 
the Spade family, it's kind of just the same story over and over and over again with each episode and nothing ever gets resolved. We're almost at the season finale and I don't see anyone growing. I see no growth. I see nobody facing any uh, consequences for their actions. Nothing's happening. It's just every episode. Ace wants a shot, but he's a brat. He fucks things up and he still gets rewarded. Jack puts in more effort into the DWL than his own family. He promises to do better, but he doesn't. Stacy complains about Jack. Then she forgives him. Then she complains again. It's just a very annoying cycle. And I'm getting really, really, really tired. Well said. I will say, though, I'll I'll argue with one point. I think Jack has grown a little bit because he does show the willingness to collaborate with everyone on the State Fair show rather than just book it all out himself and just be miserable and hold up for days on end on his stupid laptop trying to book this show and write out choke space slam. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll give him that. But that's as much as I'm willing to extend. Yeah. I mean, that's true, but now we're seeing him kind of repeat the same cycle that, you know, his dad, you know, he already saw his dad do all this. He's repeating things that his dad said to him. Yeah. Well, well, let's talk about that, because turns out that Tom Spade is a big piece of shit. Big, a bigger piece of shit than we we thought from <laughs> bigger than we start. thought, and, and you we know, didn't it, like him. <laughs> I guess it does take a pretty big piece of shit to create a spade. And when you combine him with Mama Spade. Ooh, mm-hmm. that's just a toxic breeding ground right there. Yeah, it, this household, like growing up in it, must have been awful. So I feel like Jack probably could have turned out a lot more fucked up than what he actually is. <laughs> he could, You could have another ace on your hands. But luckily, there's only one awful, awful ace spade. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's one. <laughs> Let's get all the Duffy stuff out of the way because I want to spend a lot of time in Florida in this episode. <laughs> Let's just get all of that crap out of the way right now. So the non-Florida stuff is more kind of side plot. So you have Crystal trying to prove herself as a wrestler. We see her at the beginning. She tries to apologize to Jack because she wants a spot at the fair, but he isn't very receptive. He's still blaming her for everything. So then she tries a whole other tactic. You know, Bobby encourages her to come to the DWL tryouts. She's more talented than everybody else there. So why shouldn't she get a spot? And she's the only woman there, of course. But once she gets in the ring with Wild Bill, it's, you know, it's obvious that that she's got it. You know, even Willie, who's been so resistant towards her, sees it. Why don't we have women's wrestlers? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why don't you? It's 2021. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> and Willie, Willie makes the argument because she tells Jack put Crystal in. She's the best here. And they're arguing over this. She explains it like, look, you know, uh, the Real Housewives is the most popular show on TV. Why is that? You know, women are watching. Women will watch if more women are involved in this show. The quote was women can be horrible to each other or something along those lines. And and women want to watch that. I mean, there's also a a completely other side to it, Willie, if if you're not (laughs) aware, is that like, women also having strong bonds and friendships is another big part of women's wrestling that people love and gravitate towards. Yeah. I mean, Willie, Willie's kind w- of Willie's just a negative still. Nancy. Yeah, she's, she's not a positive person. But I appreciated here that she's finally, I mean, she goes back and forth all the time, but I did appreciate that she's finally kind of recognizing 
that Crystal's good. (laughs) And she's trying to get her on the show, not just as a valet, but as a wrestler. And not just as a wrestler, she wants her to take Ace's spot at the fair. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, here's the thing about Crystal. She gets in there. She's a complete natural. She outshines everyone. She's immediately the best worker in the room. Mm Mm-hmm. She's just a stardom run away from (laughs) coming back and signing with a major company. I'm serious. If in the reality of this show, the promotion stardom exists, all Crystal has to do is take a little flight over to Japan, become a member of Oedo Tai or whatever the units are (laughs) there now, and she would come back a gigantic star. And Tony Khan would want her and Vince McMahon would want her. Everyone would want her. Yeah. Yeah, It's a a no-brainer. This this idea... Who, who should be in the show, Crystal or Ace? The answer's obvious, but Jack is, like, just an asshole who doesn't— he says he doesn't want to watch a valet. For, at first, I thought he said, I don't want to watch ballet, <laughs> in which I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah, but I can, I can see him saying something like that, too, because she's a woman. She's light on her feet. She's more agile, which, yeah. she, which she was— and and that was the whole selling point. No, she's not going to body slam Apocalypse or whoever, but she's got a whole other offense here. It's creative. It's different. Nobody else at the show would be doing that. But then his other thing is Crystal and Ace can't be anywhere near each other. Then get Ace the fuck out of here. Which, Who like, wants him? Yeah, nobody she's was... She's better than him. Nobody was saying that they Every, should be. But here's the thing, though. I don't buy that Ace is this big superstar wrestler no. that or that he's any good. I think Rooster's probably a much better worker. I think Apocalypse is probably a much better worker. Like, come on. You, you have guys on your roster that are much better than Ace. The only thing he has going for him is that his last name is Spade mm-hmm. and he has the rocker look. And he, and <laughs> let's face it, he's white and it's the South. Right. Yeah. And and again, just this idea that Jack's like, you see what happens when they're they're together. They can't be together. They can't be anywhere near each other. Willie was not suggesting that they be anywhere near each other. She said, Ace is dangerous. Get him the fuck out and put her in. Yeah. They're not going to be together. They're going to be completely far away from each other because Ace isn't going to get what he wants. But... Yeah, and spade. Oh, it's so bad for Ace to have her around. Ace seeks her out. Ace FaceTimes her at the Gully Mansion. Yes. Ace is the one who can't control himself and can't help himself. She's trying to put that distance between them, and he keeps going to her. Yeah, she doesn't want to pick up his call at first. Which is totally understandable. When you have Bobby Pin, who is so sweet and so nice and apparently has a crush on her, but just doesn't want to say anything, probably because he doesn't want to come off like a total creep to the only woman around besides Willie. Why would you even... They're making, again, Crystal just continues to look stupid. They have a talent, these writers, at making the women in these shows, in this show, look stupid. (laughs) I mean, there's so much about this show that leaves me scratching my head at this point. And, Mm -hmm. you know, as much as I've enjoyed Crystal and and Bobby and Rooster and, and, you know, I, I really have loved these side characters. They are just not ever served in the way that you'd want to see them be served because the creators of the show are more interested in who they made the main characters and who they happen to make the main characters are just completely unlikable and annoying people for me to watch like I watch agree. i i hate to say it like i don't want it to seem like we hate watch this show but you know we watched the episode the first time around then it's like a real struggle to watch it 
again the second time around when we have to like kind of make more mental notes of stuff. And I kind of never want to. And then I get into it because, you know, there's there's Crystal, there's Bobby, there's, you know, Apocalypse and Rooster and Diego. Like you can get into that stuff. But for me, it's just like a drag trying to trudge through the spade shit. Yeah. In order to get to the things that I do really genuinely enjoy about the show. And that's what makes it difficult for me to even say that I really enjoy the show because I enjoy about 40 percent of it, maybe. Yeah. And I think part of it is it's so long. (laughs) It's such a long show to get through. And then when you have to rewatch it and it's a drama, it's not like a fun, easy watch. And it's also very raunchy. It is. In a way that I just don't feel like it adds anything at all to the show. I mean, there are certain characters like Wild Bill, sure. But even then, there are things that he says and I'm like, holy fuck, like, this is just perverse at this point. Yeah, he kind of makes me want to throw up. And and where I thought Charlie Gully would kind of be that character. I mean, I figured uh, Wild Bill would be, but I thought Charlie Gully would be that character. And he's like... He's a victim of sexual assault. Yeah. Which we'll talk about when we get to that. But there's just some kind of wild stuff thrown into this show that I feel like just to make it a little bit more salacious, I yeah. think, or just have that that kind of crass. The language. Yeah, it's just, it's a bit more crass than I am into. And like, yeah. if, if people are into that, cool. That's not what I like typically in shows. And it doesn't feel real to me because I'm sorry, I don't think the average person is speaking like that. Like, I'm from a a small little town that almost borders on being Southern, but in the North. Like, they're running around with their Confederate flags and shit. (laughs) But nobody talks like that. Who talks like that? I don't know. I watch a lot of TV shows. It's like, yeah, no one speaks. Like, like Gilmore Girls. No No one, like, in real life speaks like the characters in Gilmore Girls I'd say the creator does. (laughs) Well, the creator is a big fucking weirdo. But, well, let, come on. I'm, I'm itching to get down to Florida. Let's, let's wrap, (laughs) let's wrap up our commitments here in Duffy. What else we got? So then we have Stacy kind of going on her thing again, where she has nothing but problems with the DWL. And in turn, she has nothing but problems with Jack. You know, she's, she's on a high at the beginning of this episode because she's going to be able to sing the national anthem at some event. I don't remember what it is, and I don't really care, <laughs> to be honest. But things start to go downhill from there. Thomas gets in trouble. I'm, I'm kneeling right now. You can't see it, but I'm, I'm kneeling. <laughs> Thomas, then, he gets in trouble for fighting in school. This is where it becomes clear that he is kind of unable to draw the line between the real world and the wrestling world. I guess he starts to think that they're lying when they say wrestling's fake. And Stacy, the idiot who, <laughs> even though she's been married to this family, to this business for like a whole decade, she she can't understand why the wrestlers are taking the wrestling seriously or why the fans at the wrestling show get so invested in the wrestling story. What's wrong with these people? I don't people? understand why you care so much about your creative endeavor and your <laughs> career growth. What yeah. is wrong with you? These people are taking it awfully seriously. They they act like it's real. Well, yeah, because they're getting paid. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Of course, Rooster's going to take wrestling seriously. It's what he wants to do for a living. 
Of course, Jack takes this business seriously. It's what he's been working on for the past 10, 15 years. Yeah, it's what his abusive father left him. Of course, <laughs> yeah. he's going to be real. I, I don't understand. Conflicted and hyper-focused on it. She And again, this kind of comes back to them making the women look stupid. She's, she comes off as so dumb. I just think she's an unreasonable person. Yeah, like... I'm sorry, you, you've you been in this marriage for a really long time at this point, at minimum eight years, if that's how old your son is, at minimum eight years. You should understand this at, at this point. In in the first episode, she's she's schooling uh, Big Jim's wife on the terms and the this, but now she is so baffled. Why would Ace become a heel? He's, he's such a good person, obviously. Yeah, he 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 <laughs> accidentally on purpose broke that guy's leg. But he's he's a hero. He should be the big baby fit. That's what that's what I want my son looking up to. I mean, let's face it, that kid's going to become like a serial killer anyway. Just look at him. He's disturbed. <laughs> yes. But I mean, his own father's the bad guy. His own father plays the bad guy. Yeah. What's the problem? Is that that's fine? Great, I don't understand. Great acting by that kid, by the way. Roxton Garcia, I think is his name. Great, great yeah, acting because I really buy him as this like disturbed child <laughs> of absolute morons who should never have had a child. But when he when he was saying everyone hates Ace because he's a bad guy and that and he cries and everyone hates him. I was like, this kid gets it. He's the only one. <laughs> he's the only one whose opinion I trust because he's the only one who's saying what's true. Yeah. Smarter smarter than his parents by far. So so much better. But uh have we covered <laughs> Duffy? Uh, do you have any more thoughts about any of this because I, I got to tell you when it comes to Stacy I got nothing. Yeah, I she just bothers me. And and I know <laughs> you've told me in the past that I seem to not like any women in any show <laughs> that we watch, that I kind of hate all the women in shows. I love Crystal. I don't like Stacy. Yeah. And I think I think I'm justified here. <laughs> uh, 100%. 100%. I, yeah, we're, we are very much <laughs> on the same page when it comes to a lot of this, which I don't think we're on the same page with the viewers. I think people very much enjoy these characters. You know, I, I just... I, I can't all we can do is be honest here. And, you know, when you have to watch the show twice immediately mm -hmm. and you you cover it in this manner and you break it down, there are certain things that if we were just watching the show just for leisure, we wouldn't really think about it that much after the fact. We'd watch it. We'd be like, oh, yeah, Charlie Gully. He's a riot. Crystal's great. We love Bobby. And I don't think we would hyper focus on the aspects of it that we don't like as much unless it was a thing where, you know, there are some shows that we watch and by episode three, we're like, OK, fuck this. I can't watch these people anymore. I just don't care. <laughs> I don't know if this would be one of those shows. I think there's enough here to enjoy. But I just think, you know, we're not the target audience for this, the Spade family drama that Charlie Gully <laughs> alluded to that his daughter would watch. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like when we were watching Young Rock, like we we had issues with it and rewatching it would kind of be annoying, but it's not the same level. Some of the episodes were a little bit slower yeah. on the rewatch and just a little bit like, okay, yeah, yeah. It doesn't hold up as well on the rewatch, but some of those episodes I, you know, I'm I was pleasantly surprised about how well they were put together and that's that's a show that i'm genuinely looking forward to when it yeah. comes back i don't know how i'll be looking forward to heels season two if it does get one unless like something major happens in the finale and like the entire roster jumps to 
Florida wrestling dystopia or something like, <laughs> we something just have like a whole that, you know, that. like uh, unless like it's like a kind of Charlie Gully is like making the power move at the end of the season. That's what would grip me. Yeah, that'd be. Yeah, because he just has so much more going on for him. <laughs> Well, let's let's take that drive down just like Rooster. Let's call up Gully. Let's tell him that we're we're making the jump. We're coming over to Florida Wrestling Dystopia. I'm I'm very excited. I've been waiting for this all season. <laughs> so this is this is really big for me here. This is really just like everything I imagined it would be and more. Honestly, the main thing uh, of this episode is that Charlie Gully is after Ace. Why? Uh, I don't know. But Rooster's already jumped ship, but Gully wants more, so he's plastering posters on cardstock, that expensive shit. <laughs> he helicopters out just to plaster these posters <laughs> over the Duffy Dome, advertising, I guess, of just a party that he's having at his house. He's like this weird alternate universe Dixie Carter where he <laughs> comes from a rich family, completely loaded, doesn't have to worry about money, and he wants to run a wrestling promotion as like a little side project good for him <laughs> and he just has all this money and resources to to put into it and runs this like eccentric and weird mm -hmm. operation fitting then fitting then that again for the footage they're using impact <laughs> yeah that's and like that's it even kind of reminded me of like the early tna asylum years i've granted those were in nashville but it kind of like a more hardcore version of that that mm -hmm. mixed in with like a little ECW, a little like XPW, you know, that type of stuff. It, it really lived up to my expectations in terms of the presentation. I think Ace made a comment about like, oh, our <laughs> arena would look much better than their arena on TV. Uh, no. The Duffy Dome is falling no. apart. Uh-uh. <laughs> you guys don't have this money to play with. Sorry, buddy. No. You don't have the money to just print out custom-made posters with your guys, with the competition's guys on it just to advertise a party and to just, like, basically troll the competition like Charlie Gully here does. And what's funny is Jack uses this this to, like, hype up his yeah. guys. He gives the rah-rah yeah. locker room speech. Talking about uh, Crawdad, those e that evil promotion, that last evil promotion that tried stealing... <laughs> They're guys. You can't steal <laughs> independent wrestlers who are, are 1099, if that, <laughs> from your promotion and bring them to another promotion. It doesn't work like that. Nah. These are not your full-time, you know, W-2 employees. <laughs> no. I mean, granted, WWE wrestlers aren't even W-2 employees, sure. technically, but still. There's, there's no contract there, there's here. A big, there's a big difference between being on a major mm -hmm. national promotion on TV and working for a rinky-dink regional indie and having to have loyalty for some reason. Even people on Ring of Honor television are going and booking dates and other bigger promotions. Like, it's not a, an offense on you, Jack, if these people want to go ply their trade. You're not paying these people enough. Right. And they're not getting enough work from you. I don't I sorry buddy I don't know what to tell you. Like that's one of the things that doesn't track in terms of like this show's presentation of what the wrestling business is to real life. That's one of the things that's a little it's a little like eh, just kind of dumb. Speaking of like the money issue, you know, we're several weeks now I think removed from when Ace you know injured Bobby Pin. 
has there have there been any shows? Have there been any shows in the Duffy Dome since then? What is going on between then and the fair? Because you'd think that there would have to be shows to hype up attendance at the fair, but there's no sign of anything. You know, it seems like nobody really knows what's going on. So they're <laughs> they're not making any money from them in these past few weeks. It's weird. I I never know how much time has passed in between the episodes. Some things make it seem like it's only been a week. Some things make it seem like it's been a few months. So time is a weird it's, thing. Yeah, it's really confusing. In this show, but... Well, whatever day or time this is, however much time has passed, you know, Ace, Ace starts to feel that family loyalty when he sees these, these signs. And he decides to go and pay Gully a visit down in Florida. You know, he's, he claims he's there to fight him, but Ace is really dumb and easily swayed by Gully's compliments, which have to be lies, have to be lies, because Gully's making him out to be this brave, honorable, you know, great guy. And everybody knows he's not. Charlie Gully is nothing if not a wrestling promoter in that. <laughs> He lies through his teeth. He manipulates people to get what he wants, get the results for his company. And he puts up a massive front. Mm -hmm. And we've got that kind of little bit of a window into his psyche and who he truly is when he revealed to Ace that he was molested by a priest when he was 12. And that just says so much right there by only saying that little bit. Right. And it's something that was quite shocking. It, I mean, anything, you know, it's not shocking to hear that a priest molested someone, no. But it's just, it came completely out of left field. That's nothing that I would ever have expected. But, and the delivery. Yeah. But seeing him in his element here, not just kind of at a diner with Willie and whatever, like seeing him at his mansion surrounded by his the, the gully faithful <laughs> and seeing him in the ring at a FWD show, my God, this guy is compelling. This guy is charismatic. Just his, the entrance that he made at the mansion in the helicopter. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> he's driving. Hilarious. First, yeah, he's flying his own helicopter. He comes in, hey, motherfuckers. <laughs> and they love him. They're just chanting at his house, gully is the, God. <laughs> the entrance that he makes, he's like slapping hands with everyone. Yeah. Got the music blasting. Yeah, the gully is God chant. I was just like beside myself with joy as we were watching this. And then in the ring later, it's the same exact thing. And his dance moves that he's doing. Yes. Charlie Gully's dance moves. I need someone to make a gif of Charlie <laughs> Gully's dance moves that he did in the ring because that was great. I could just watch that on repeat. This is the epitome of like a guy you want as whether or not they're legitimately an authority figure. This is who you want to be presented as the authority figure. I got such a Paul Heyman in ECW vibe just from the way he controls that crowd. Mm hmm. It's truly like, like this is a wrestling promoter. Yeah. And like, that's not to say that he's a better person to work for than Jack, because I'm sure that there is a lot of shady stuff. I mean, we see with Rooster. Rooster for was sure. the bait for Ace. Now, right. whether or not that's going to mean that he's going to drop the belt immediately to Ace. I mean, obviously, Ace is having he had his little stare down moment with Jack at the end of the episode. You got to think that this changes things for him and he's not going to make the jump. But it is a true wrestling promoter move, honestly, 
So there's nothing that Charlie Gully does that I'm like, oh, that would never happen. Right. It's the wrestling business. Well, it's yeah. Florida. Yeah. And, and anything whole, goes. And the whole thing is Gully's whole plan. He wanted to get Ace at this specific time. You know, they're planning to announce that he's jumping ship at this show. He wanted him because the very next week or whenever the fair is, he's trying to have a pop-up show at the exact same yeah. time as the DWL will be on. So, of course, you have to get Ace. That would be the ultimate. He doesn't, I don't think, I don't think Gully necessarily cares about Ace or Rooster or any of it. It's just getting Ace to really just, the, it's the ultimate slap in the face to Jack. Well, Jack Jeffy, talked bad about which, him on a few well, podcasts. <laughs> so, well, yeah. It's I, war. He's going to run head to he's going to run head to head. It's like it's the thing where like until Vince McMahon really hates his competition, mm-hmm. he's not going to consider them competition and he's not going to make booking decisions or business decisions with that in mind. Charlie Gully hates Jack. So he's going to do everything in his power to stick it to them and that's that means running head to head with the State Fair show. Which I, by the way, I would go to FWD a million oh, yeah. times over the Duffy State Fair yeah. with DWL. Yeah, honestly, who wants to see? I, look, I love Wild Bill, but he's also ancient, and he's gonna just hurt himself. <laughs> and if Ace is gonna be also in that main event, I don't want to see it. <laughs> so, yeah, th- Florida's gonna be a lot more interesting. And what 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 really bothered me though here is Ace tries to get Crystal to come with him to Florida. You know, what if Charlie Gully's whole move this whole time, first get Rooster there so he can get Ace there so he can get Crystal? Well, you can tell that he is all about that women empowerment because at the beginning... <laughs> yes, the earnest conversation that he had with his his crew Just about how we are going to treat women better than the wrestling business traditionally has. And there's not like a hint of sarcasm. No. There's not like a... No one goes, no, he's genuine about that. That's the thing about Charlie Gully that I'm like, yeah. And you see, all right, you see his relationship with his daughter. Like she's (laughs) she's wearing a shirt with his face on it. First of all, I mean, granted, he's probably not the most responsible parent. No, I don't think he's responsible. He probably lets his daughter do so many things that she shouldn't do just based on what's around right. at the Gully Mansion, the type of environment that she would have grown up in. I'm sure she has like an Adderall problem. <laughs> I'm sure she does blow like, uh, you know, all that stuff that like a rich kid would, you know, Sure, but tells her to make smart choices. I think he's invested in his relationship with his child, which I, is was he really, try. He seems to try, yeah, which was really <laughs> surprised. First of all, I never would have imagined that he has kids. Second of all, based on the first time we saw him, you you just think that he'd be a different kind of guy. Yeah. So, I mean, so yeah, he's like a sleazy wrestling promoter, <laughs> but... I'll I'll watch him any day yeah. over boring Jack with his MacBook. But so back to Jack, you know, after after Ace tries to get Crystal to come with him, she... Inst- I, I thought, I really thought she was going to drive down to Florida and get him herself. Nah, I I, I I wouldn't have bought that. I don't try I wouldn't have bought it, but I don't tr- I don't trust no, anything. I, I immediately knew as soon as she picked up the key she was going to tell Jack. Yeah, so she goes to tattle on him and he's like, what's your angle? Not everything some people are just trying to help you out, buddy. <laughs> like, come on. But some people have good intentions. Yeah. She for some reason I know you're still a cares. member of the Spade family, yeah. so your brain is 
very warped, but... Yeah, but she's, for some reason, she still cares about Ace. If it were me, yeah. I'd be like, fuck this guy. Just let him go destroy his life in Florida. Who cares at this point? I hope that she cares more just about the DWL in general than actually Ace. Like, she just wants to keep this her hometown promotion, like, alive, and she thinks that Ace can do that probably, but, like, whatever. No, this is this is a, a drama for teens and young adults. <laughs> so she's she's going to be pining after Ace. But then is there romantic tension with Jack? And then does, does Stacy <laughs> have romantic tension with Ace? And then does Charlie Gully have romantic tension with Wild Bill? And does, it's like, who gives a fuck? Like, okay, look, whatever. I, look, I would love if Crystal and Bobby Pin become a thing, but it doesn't need to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm perfectly fine just watching them have fun being that's, friends. I like watching nice people having yeah. fun. I think that's that's, that's that's the stage in my life that I'm at where it's like <laughs> there's enough garbage going on in the world but, every day. But now that I know Bobby Pin has a crush on her. <laughs> well, yeah, let's make this happen. Let's Come on. Let's do that. Come on. Anyway, the the big drama for Jack now is, you know, he's got to leave family movie night, which I'm sure was riveting, <laughs> to, to go to Florida to get Ace. And, you know, it's, 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 this is, this is an interesting scene. You know, Gully, like we said, he's doing his little dance. He hits, he hits the rings. <laughs> he's really teasing, you know, Ace's arrival. N not since Theodore Long. <laughs> not yeah. since Teddy Long himself has an authority figure on a wrestling show had such great moves. That's the five. <laughs> you know, yeah. So he's doing his thing and, and, Jack shows up, he turns into his dad, and he comes through the crowd, and he beats Gully up, which I just want to know, what the fuck is the security like here? Not even the security. No. The wrestlers would have hit the ring yeah. immediately. But he shouldn't have even, did he pay for a ticket? Did I'm sure he, he paid for a ticket window? and just hopped the rail. Did he? <laughs> I'm sure he just, he hopped the rail. The, the wrestlers would have hit the ring in a second. You would have seen the whole played by Luke Hawks. You would have seen yeah. the hole out there. You would have seen Bob Wired. Lucifer. You would have seen them all. All of the FWD faithful. They would have been out. They would have hit the ring in a second. I need, I need our man Gully here to be better protected. Yeah. like <laughs> Because Paul, he welcomes it at first. Like, like Paul Heyman used to come out with, who was it, 911? Like, <laughs> Charlie Gully should be coming out with one of the big tall dudes in the back. <laughs> what I need at the next episode, if we come back to Florida or wherever... Gully's holding his next event. I need I need signs on cardstock outside his show with a picture of of Jack saying, "Do not let this man in." <laughs> this the thought the vibe that I got from this was I don't know if you remember this hearing about this when Eric Bischoff was challenging Vince McMahon to show up yeah. on a WCW pay per view and was just like in the back of his mind kind of hoping that he didn't show up yeah, because he had no idea. And like Vince McMahon would absolutely fight Eric <laughs> Bischoff at that point. He'd probably still fight him now. But like that's like the vibe I got from this. It's like, oh shit, I never thought you'd be actually here. But then well, he doesn't, he like takes a beat and then he goes right back into it before he gets dead. Yeah. And at that point, I'm just fuming. Yeah. like, fuck off, no, Jack. No, you don't do, number one, it's unprofessional. This is the well, business. Well, he is a spade. He's a spade. This is the business, though. Like, look, I get it. Your dad's an asshole. And he, 
<laughs> was ready to beat you up for control of this stupid little wrestling promotion. Let, let me just say this. As awful as the Spade brothers are, particularly Ace, their parents are nightmares. Yeah. So I can totally, you know, see why and how that would have shaped them yeah. as they were growing up. But like, his whole thing, you know, at the beginning of the episode when he's having his bit with with, you know, King Spade is, you know, we don't we don't solve our problems by beating each other up. We don't solve our problems by fighting. That's not what we do as adults in the real world now. But that's exactly what he does all of the time. Yeah, that's that's how they solve it. Yeah, he solves it by shooting on his brother. He He solves it by going and assaulting Charlie Gully. His brother solves it by breaking Bobby's leg. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is this is how you Neanderthals solve things. Y'all are not adults. <laughs> you guys need to grow up. Yeah. Everyone in the show just needs to grow up. Charlie Gully was sexually molested mm -hmm. as a kid and is still a way more well-adjusted adult than either of these fucking twerps. Yeah. Like, what... I'm sure they had, like, money problems, but, like, Ace was on a whole scholarship <laughs> to college, and he just fucked it up because he wasn't going to class and thought he could just skate by. Of course. So, like, my sympathy with them only goes so far. I have none. Exactly. I have I have no simpy, exactly. to quote Scott Steiner. <laughs> exactly. Scott Steiner like, would be great in FWD, by the way. Oh my, he would thrive. Just, just think of all the wrestling legends oh. who would be awesome in FWD. FWD, I'm like, I'm honestly, in my mind, FWD is like the GCW of <laughs> this universe. <laughs> I'm thinking, so like, you know, you have that Jack invaded the place. And when I think of invasions, all I can think of is, you know, DX storming the gates of WCW. Can you, I, I'm just imagining like if, if, someone did something bizarre like that to go like Gully would do it to them but if someone did it to Gully he would embrace that yeah <laughs> he like, would like, like have a lot of fun with that like honestly someone I think comes that, with the tank I think that if the two of them could like work together for a second they yeah. could do something cool like the Ring of Honor CZW yeah. crossover invasion thing that happened back in the day well even like, ECW did stuff with W when it was WWF back in the late 90s they yeah. they worked they could do something really interesting because in my mind, that's kind of what the independent scene is supposed to be anyway. You work together. <laughs> but these guys are just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but man, FWD looked like a lot of fun. Like, yeah. honestly, just give me a show about that, please. Yeah. Just give me a show. And, and oh, we didn't talk about this, but Rooster got a little bit of a, a kind of a gear mm -hmm. and, and hair and just yeah. overall makeover. I, I dug the new gear. It was, yeah. it was a little Shima-esque for me, which I which I liked. <laughs> Seeing Rooster in more of a hardcore deathmatch environment, I, I, you know, I like Rooster. I don't want to see him get hurt. I didn't like seeing him uh, in all that crap because I'm not a big deathmatch fan. But I thought it was awesome, actually, because it's like mm -hmm. a different side of Rooster than you would ever see in DWL. DWL, yeah, maybe they'd have like a chair <laughs> or like a, a ladder or a table. Yeah. But... Rooster looked awesome. Yeah. Uh, you can tell that Gully has more of a costume budget <laughs> here. Yeah. this is, And this is one of the little details about the show that I like. 
the gear here is about what you would expect from like the guys in the locker room. But Rooster, because he is coming in on his first night and winning the title, which, by the way, I believe I called that. <laughs> he coming <laughs> on his first night, win the title. Yeah. Thank you, Charlie Gully. Rooster looks great. He looks major league. Yeah. You know, some of the other guys in the back, like there's one dude who's kind of dressed like a cross between Carrie and Cross and Effie. <laughs> oh, wait, no, that's uh, yeah, that's Luke Hawks. Yeah, Luke the Hawks. The whole. It's. You know, it's what you expect for like a like a CZW level type of show. Mm-hmm. And there's people in the back breaking glass bottles over their heads and things like that. And it's, you know, it's whatever. But I feel like there's so much more in the presentation yes. for FWD that makes it feel like a more major league outfit. Like in the beginning, I thought that DWL was pretty impressive just based on the, like the merch stand that they had and kind of their whole little setup. But this makes that look so small town and rinky dink in comparison. It, yeah, you know, Gully has some like <laughs> a much higher level, you know, production, everything. We don't, yeah, we don't even know what like his little fan events would be like. I bet they'd be, it would look so much better <laughs> than Duffy. Just look at the way, you know, Gully's dressed. <laughs> you know, we we do the wild, wild style, wild bill fashion report. There's not a lot to say about him in this episode. He's just running around with his pigtails, his braided pigtails, which I which I did love. That was that was a great look for him. Very unexpected. But the fashion of this episode is really Charlie Gully <laughs> and his presentation. Are you know, we are we going to do a full Gully takeover with the graphic and everything? Uh, we might have to. Yes. <laughs> we might My have dream to. come true. Maybe I'll, I, I might have to do two. But, you know, from his daughter wearing the shirt with his face on it to his, you know, everything he's wearing, you know, when it, even when it's just his like casual, like almost like sweatsuit thing at the house, whatever that is, there's a lot of colors to his black and white geometric <laughs> suit. <laughs> This man is out there, <laughs> and I support it. <laughs> He's got a great stylist. Or maybe he picks all it. Maybe maybe he... No, that's him. May, yeah, maybe that's he all is curating his own, his that's own him. wardrobe. Like, look, we saw him looking like a biker. He He's very versatile. We, he was looking like a biker dude in the first couple episodes, and now he's got this, like, just wild suit. <laughs> I have to say, for old time's sake, I would love to see him in, like, an oversized hockey jersey just to harken back to the Guts days. <laughs> Well, I think that does it for this episode. We yeah. uh, we we got a lot of Charlie Gully, so that's always I, a good thing. That's that's what I'm choosing to focus on. We do have some listener feedback for this episode. Let's get into that right now. Tessa, would you like to read out our listener feedback? Sure. So this is from at Nerdmost on Twitter. Uh, he says this was a great Crystal episode. I wish we could have heard the exchange between her and Willie when Willie showed up at her trailer. Willie's conversation with Ted back at home, that was rough. I think Willie's carrying a lot of regret and maybe some guilt, and she knows when she drinks, her filters come off. She didn't want to say something she shouldn't, which seems to imply she's keeping something pretty devastating from him. His mention of his bad genes lets us know he believes he's the father of Robin. If that isn't the case, then I could see her being upset that he keeps pushing her to talk. That's a good point. And yeah. that's something that we didn't touch on, really, any of the Willie stuff. Um, I was completely uninterested in all of that. So <laughs> I don't was, know if you have any thoughts. It was just really, like, it, it just went on too long. I was like, dude, come on. She yeah. said she doesn't want to talk. Just let her have that space. Just let's let's just stop. <laughs> My only thought anytime I watch a scene with Ted is that he just looks a lot like Bruce Pritchard. So. 
does. That's my takeaway. Yikes. Uh, okay, so he says, also, was anyone else surprised that the girl woke up next to was not Gully's daughter? Yeah, I, I honestly <laughs> thought that that was, they were leaving some breadcrumbs for that, that they would eventually hook up. Yeah. Maybe that's something that, I don't know. She I don't want to see that. pretty young, but <laughs> Ace is that. a shithead, so. I don't want to see that. Uh, he also says, I also enjoyed seeing Jack repeating his father's words to Gully. Don't come for my shit, boy. Just echoing the idea that Jack is on the same path Tom was. Just hoping for a different ending. Also, let's hear it for Wild Bill with the pigtails. <laughs> OMG, he rules. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> it's it when he flips them back <laughs> and Willie Willie calls him what is it? Willie calls him Pippi Longstockings or whatever. <laughs> that was that was a great was, line. I really love that. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you, Nerd Most. Thank you. Great feedback. Then um, we got some messages from at Ollie J. Spade on Twitter again. And, and this point specifically really made me made me think. The message was, Stacy frustrated me for the first time this ep- episode. She's more mad at Jack shoving Ace than Ace purposely injuring a guy. Yep. Like, why would she want their child to look up to someone like Ace? Yep. I get he's his uncle, but does she not see how shitty he is? Nope. She always <laughs> defends Ace over Jack. Yep. And we already knew Jack did the tissues, so her discovering that was so unnecessary. Yeah, that was the like yeah. least dramatic reveal in television care. history. Why? She found tissues. <laughs> oh my god. Watch her be mad at Jack again. And her laughing at Jack for being worried about Ace because movie night is more important. Then she leaves movie night herself to investigate her own husband. Like, what? All this just for Ace to look like the golden boy. It'll be the first television divorce to ever happen because of tissues. <laughs> Let's just say that. That's I'm do calling you, that right now. Do you think they'll get divorced? Do you think that's nah. what this the the finale is leading up to? I mean, I hope so, just so we don't have to deal with Stacy anymore. You're still gonna have to deal with Stacy. What's she gonna do? I don't know. She's somehow unless she gets be, with Ace. I think I, I I feel like there's some people think that might happen. Is is a vibe? God, I'm getting. But Please, no, I don't. I'm not into to yeah. that. No thanks. I'd like to get a divorce from the Spade family and yeah. just if we, someone yeah. could provide me with a cut of this show that doesn't have them in any <laughs> of the scenes, oh man, that'd be the ultimate. But what about the crystal stuff? Yeah, that's tough because she's so intertwined yeah. there. Let's just just move everyone over to FWD, close up the DW. Let's let's yeah. just make an FWD spinoff. Let's just get that happening. Let this man just buy Duffy out and call it a day. Seriously. Let's just finish it. Come on. <laughs> yeah, if if I had the if I had the pencil, that's uh, that would be my move. That's what I'm interested in. Well, that's the fun Sorry. stuff. I, I feel like people probably don't want to hear this about a show that they're that they're enjoying. And if you haven't turned <laughs> off the podcast by now, thank you. I'm we're I'm not just hating on this to hate on it. Honestly, I this is my genuine feelings. In fact, this episode is coming out late because I just haven't been super psyched about the show. Even even as much Charlie Gully as we got here, I just haven't been super psyched about it, and it hasn't been on the top of my priority list to do this. But we're we're seeing this season through, and and I'm looking forward to see when that, what happens in the finale. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully Ace finally gets his comeuppance. I, I if we get that, then maybe it'll be all worth it. But I'm just getting really tired. Yeah, I, I think we both kind of hit a wall with this show, and the week off really left us kind of. In a space where we're like, oh, no, I'm good. 
<laughs> Good. <laughs> but next episode, just a heads up, will probably be coming maybe a day or so late as well because we'll be out of town over the weekend and early next week. So we will not be able to get to it as quickly as we usually do, even though we do take a long time to get these episodes out. Sorry. <laughs> we got life happening. <laughs> got jobs, all that good stuff. So that'll do it for this episode of Pro Wrestling Repackaged. Thank you so much for listening. And join us next time as we discuss the season one finale, season one, episode eight of Heels. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at PWRepackaged and email us at PWRepackaged at gmail.com. Subscribe on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or your favorite podcast app. And visit PWRepackaged.crd.co for links to everything. If you'd like to support the show, please consider leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or any other platform that features reviews. Pro Wrestling Repackaged is a Multitrack Minds production. Visit multitrackminds.com for projects and audio production services by yours truly. 